My name is Chris. I'm Andy. I'm Steve. And Sam. And Sam. This is Streaming Things, the Stranger Things podcast. We have just seen chapter three. We're ready to chat about it. We're very tired because we've been doing this all day, and I ate about 13 slices of pizza after two bagels. Mm, food coma. Mm. And a Britney bitch. It's <laughs> <laughs> a long story, but I ate a Britney bitch. Apparently, there's a pastry called a Britney, and I kept saying Britney bitch it's when we Britney were buying bitch. them, and the clerk did not appreciate that. Mm. Or wasn't able to, at least. I feel like she secretly did. We only have one rule here in this Panera, sir. <laughs> we don't say bitch. No swear words. <laughs> we need to use Panera-friendly language. Yes. We like Christina here. Those were the words <laughs> they use. We're supposed to use Panera-friendly language. Language. Apparently, Panera is owned by Ted. Oh, that's that's why I don't like Panera. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I like Panera. So this will be the end. Uh, well, I guess the way that we're planning on releasing this, you won't know this, but here's how it really went down. <laughs> we recorded all these at once, and then we stopped right now because Steve's going to like Spain or some shit. Where are you going? Alabama with Sam. Uh-huh. I wish we were going to Spain. Yeah, if we're going to Sam's Spain, it'd be tonight. so much better. <laughs> but, no, really, we're going to Alabama. Alabama. I don't think anyone lives in anymore. It's pronounced Bama. So, yeah. <laughs> Steve will be out of town, And uh, then we'll continue the other five episodes in rapid succession uh, when he returns. So, this is Chapter 3 The Case of the Missing Lifeguard. With Elle and Max looking for Billy, Will declares a day without girls. Steve and Dustin go on a stakeout, and Joyce and Hopper return to Hawkins' lab. Mmm. And Billy calls dibs on skins, <laughs> as usual. Um, I really like this episode. I felt like things are finally getting stranger, guys. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I Plot's picking up. I'm fully year. engaged. Ready to go. Much three-ear. It's harder to say. It is. It's harder. It's not as good as two-ear. Yeah. <laughs> what, were um, you, what were you about to say, Sam? No, my very first thought of, in this episode was poor Will. Mm. And that carried on throughout the entire episode. They should just rename most of these episodes to poor Will. Yeah. <laughs> so, Elle and uh, Max, uh, 11, um, is how the, the show opens. And Eleven says... Her name is not Eleven anymore. Is it, has anyone called L. her Eleven? Well, now she's a human. It's L. She's right. fully human now. It's strange that... It, well, I guess it's not strange because we're so used to calling her Eleven. So L is obviously a, a name that you can give right. her. But it's strange how last season they made such a point of like, no, her name's Jane. I was about to mention that. Yeah. She caught it. Even when she was in Chicago, she introduced herself as Jane. Mm-hmm. And they just dropped that whole thing. And now she's just hard L. Which I'm glad because I didn't like it. Uh, so Max and, and Eleven are, you know, it's having more girl time. Jane. Yeah. Jane Doe. That's why I liked it. You know, that's why they chose that, I think. But, um, oh, wouldn't Jane Fonda? <laughs> so Max asks her if Mike's a good kisser. And Elle says, I don't know. He's my first boyfriend, which of course she doesn't because she's never been kissed by anyone else. But I didn't like the implication there that she plans on having more boyfriends. <laughs> the first of many. I did. <laughs> because her 
ex-boyfriend is a cunt. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> He's a cunt. I love the way she said it, though. It was so innocent. Like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if you know this, but he's my first boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you didn't date anyone in the lab? I may seem like I put out. But, <laughs> but I don't. Uh, and then she uses her powers for teenage evil, which I really enjoyed. Oh. They're talking about the boys and what are they doing? And then Eleven's like, oh, yeah, I'm a psychic spy. So <laughs> let's find out. And I was like, holy shit, that's terrifying. <laughs> talk about t- deleting your browser history. Like, there is nothing you can do with Eleven. All those times she, like, jerked off in private. Like, somebody's going to come at me. You know what I mean? Like, that could have gone so poorly. Yeah. Yeah, she's got to be real careful. Well, especially, like, that. they alluded to that when she wants to spy on Billy later. And Max is like, so, um, just get right back out if there's some weird stuff, okay? Like, 80% chance here. Um, so yeah, uh, one of my favorite scenes of the show, they when they're spying on the boys and then, uh, Mike burps and Lucas tops that with a <laughs> big old fart. Just did he hiked up the leg and everything. He made <laughs> <horrendous> <laughs> fart. <laughs> Meanwhile, Will's like, I just want to play Dungeons and Dragons. Y'all are eating Doritos and farting, <laughs> which is like we do us boys. Hop comes home drunk. Storms into the room thinking he's going to find Mike making out with Eleven. But nay, just two innocent girls sitting there, whatever they're doing, reading, writing in their notebooks or something it looked like. Reading a magazine, maybe? Yeah, reading. What do girls do at sleepover, Sam? <laughs> Talk shit. Talk <laughs> shit. Psychically spy on boys. I thought Max was very brazen in that scene because yeah, Hopper busts in and Max like, fuck are you doing here? That's he, how can I be, help though. you? He's drunk and has a gun. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really glad it went that way because I was terrified at first that we were going to have some kind of like character assassinating, like violently drunk Hopper moment, which would make him like a terrible surrogate father. Yeah. If he's just going to storm no. home drunk and be abusive. Instead, it turns it around. He came home so angry and hurt. Yeah. And then he was so happy to see his daughter being he's normal. Like, she oh, had a friend. Sweet. Right. She had a friend. That was. That was a great turn of scene there. It was subverting expectations, Andrew. I don't know how you guys felt about this because he does close the door and he smiles like, oh, my girl's got a friend. But then he almost kind of like felt like a little kid himself. He's like, I'm going to kick off my shoes and I'm going to watch TV that has naughty words in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like it's the first them he can really relax because elsewise he's typically just trying to focus on what they're doing in there mm-hmm. um so yeah it must be tough to be a father of daughters i have a little boy so i don't he know also i don't said know that, that pain l and mike have hung out for six months straight every day so i mean that's that's a lot that's awful. a yeah. lot of babysitting yeah he was unhinged as we saw at the beginning of the season right i don't think i've seen sam for six months straight like every day for six months. I'm sure there was at least a couple of days where we didn't see each other. You don't need to. Yeah, exactly. It would be too much. I know. I'd like to see you every day, Steve. Well, you can do that. <laughs> Me too. Come on over, guys. <laughs> That's fine. So then the girls play what I like to call psionic spin the bottle. Except yeah, I didn't trademark. know what they were doing at first because I noticed the spin the bottle. Like, are they going to talk about like, ooh, is Mr. Wheeler a good kisser? I know yeah. that's what I thought too. Like, ew, that's kind of why is Mr. Wheeler on your fucking board? <laughs> Ted, fucking Ted, Ted, what's he doing on I there? Know, and then they land on him, and you're like, nah, it's They're too like, boring. Yeah, like, a, <laughs> they know how much everybody hates him. <laughs> why did they even make a? a piece for Ted if that's going to be the response because that was going to be like the like bad the dud the, landing the, the dud landing <laughs> I, feel, 
Elle probably like wrote his name down just so she could talk shit about him. Like, oh, I, what a loser. <laughs> I don't even know why he put him on here. I'm calling it now. He's going to be the hero by the end of this season. That's a bold prediction. We have any? We the, we've only had one second scene with him. I'm I'm just saying. And it was him passed out on the couch with his child trying to climb into his lap. No, we've had two. We've had two. One now. of which was <laughs> him mowing the fucking grass in the rain. In the goddamn rain, oh, like see, an idiot with a rain jacket <laughs> that, and a hat. That just shows hun, how unmemorable he is. He's an inept. He's an in, he's the opposite of the deaf duffers. Mm. God fucking, damn it, Karen! You had an option. He's going to be newbie 2.0. <laughs> Poor Karen. Uh, so then they decide to spy on Billy. Uh, grave mistake, but not for the reasons Max fears, right? So Billy uh, is in the process of, you know. What was Max worried about? That he'd be like. Getting down. Banging chicks. Mm. Which Max appears to know a bit about because she's on the cusp yeah. of explaining an orgasm to Eleven later, I think. And yeah. then decides not to. I don't think she fully understands it, but she gets the. She understands better than like, are you guys wrestling? Good <laughs> <laughs> tickling each other in there. Wow. <laughs> Why are you doing naked tickling again, Billy? There's a lot of like good screaming going on in yeah. there. Well, at first it seemed she like she was ignorant of that and she just called it good screaming, which I thought was a little unrealistic. But this is in an age before the internet. So maybe an All actual, right. a 14 year old's an actual 14 year old in the 80s. But it is the age of the cosmo, cosmopolitan because then she's like, I'll give you my mom. I'll give you my mom's cosmopolitan. <laughs> I know, it's Cosmo, so, Cosmo, it made it me so sad. Like it's just two actual people riding bikes around the neighborhood and their kids and they're like, yeah, good screaming. And like, you're figuring things out at a healthy level. Fast forward to Andy and I at 11, like he put his whole head in there and then the dog came and you know, it's just like awful things for what kids. What were you guys watching? <laughs> it's Kazaa, man. I don't know. Just whatever downloaded. I was knee deep in bear share downloads. <laughs> So anyway, yeah, put Ted Moen in the rain there. So she caught Billy, you know, I guess torturing Heather, the young lifeguard, uh, helping to possess her or whatever the fuck that we're going to find out is fully going on later. Um, But they're all little agents of the Thessal Hydra. We know that for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, And Billy seems to actually be the Thessal Hydra incarnate. But we'll see later. We'll talk about that later. But that's the Mm -hmm. final scene of this episode is what that's what led me to believe that. Um, cut back to Will finally successfully sort of convincing them to play D&D. Uh, he's all dressed up as Will the Wise and he wakes up, you know, Lucas and, and Mike and says, we're going to play D&D. Um, and they begrudgingly engage in that with him. And he's so desperate. It's so sad. He pulled a Walter White in that, though, too. He's like, say my name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, cut You're to God a damn right. <laughs> Will's gonna start selling meth. <laughs> Heisenberg. <laughs> uh, sort of. We'll get to it later. I think so. Uh, not selling meth, but you know what I mean. Uh, Hop is hungover. <laughs> I get it. I got a thread for you. Hop is hungover. We cut to that. He's in the shower. He's chugging milk, which is a terrible hangover cure. Yeah, is dude. it not? Make you puke. That never occurred to me. When any time I've been hungover, I've never thought, get me that two percent. Yes. <laughs> Put it in me. Everybody knows that it's juice and weed that juice. helps. <laughs> uh, so Joyce uh tries to explain the magnet issue to Hopper, but he's too jealous to listen. And he finds out that she was with Scott, which did yeah. anyone here know that Mr. Clark's name was Scott? No, I, that was one of the, I think I, yeah, two exclamation points on my notes. <laughs> Scott Clark? <laughs> he, he does look like a Scott, but I don't like it. He's always going to be Mr. Clark to yeah. me. And was he her science teacher? Is that what he hop and plot? No, he said your boy's 
Oh, okay. I was like, Clark yeah. doesn't seem that old. I don't like that at all. He just, you see, <laughs> Mr. Clark is like a, a mortal being that just lives in Hawkins yeah. and gives knowledge. He founded to, Hawkins. He's like yeah. the Paul Rudd of Hawkins. Yeah. Just good age. <laughs> Hop didn't put on deodorant. I don't know if anyone else noticed. And he was like sweaty too, like hungover sweaty. He, just no, he was still wet from the shower, but he didn't put on deodorant when he got fully dressed. So I'm just saying that's fucked up. Um, 11 and Max, we cut to them uh, investigating further about Billy. And Max is kind of like, you know, Billy's weird. I, you know, I think he was just doing some weird stuff that he does. And Eleven's like, no, like seriously, pretty sure it's not the Cosmo stuff. Um, does Billy have his own house now? Is that the impression that I got? I'm confused. Mm, I didn't think so. No, I think that's his old, that was his old room, I think. From the right, first but then like they go into the bathroom and the bathtub's filled with ice bags and like there's blood on the, it's a public bathroom, wasn't it? Or was it like a... Well, like for the family, you mean? Yeah. yeah. I, bathroom, I would yeah. assume so. Maybe like nobody else took a shower and like... But see, uh, Max was over at L's and we really don't see their parents they're never home so. yeah we've only seen their parents that one episode where he was super dad, abusive like abused him yeah right so it just seems i don't know i just thought it was strange unless that's his own bathroom to that's only connects to his room because also, i don't know it's, this, it's a nitpick but it's like weird, you know what i mean weird childhood 80s thing um were you guys brazen enough to just write a note to your parent like go on to max's house for a sleepover bye no I would never do that. Oh my God, my mom would whip me. Your mom would call the military my mom, to go search and destroy for you. Growing up, growing up, so, you know, obviously we live in a neighborhood. I would have, I had neighborhood friends. I would go to their house and play during the day. Sure. My mom had a fucking, like, like a farm bell, like a farmer's bell that she would just ring. And if I was anywhere, I could hear that bell. And if I heard it, that meant I had to get my ass home. It was time to go home. And if I didn't come home within like 15 minutes, Ooh, the thunder. Can, the can, thunder. can you tell us what that, what, what an incident when that occurred? Well, uh, the one that sticks out in my mind is I was at when she, co- when she broke your Legos. Oh, well that has nothing to do with the bell. No, no, there was one. She's referring to an instance where my, my mom killed my childhood in front of me. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> uh, I, I had like a lot of like Star Wars Legos. So I built all these Legos and I would, you know, I had a lot of them and I would proudly display them on my uh, dressers and whatnot. And I think my mom wanted me to clean my room for some reason. And I just, you know, I was being a kid. I was dragging my feet and I was really getting into it. And she like flipped a gasket and went upstairs and one by one was like making dead eye contact with me. Like, this is what happens when you don't clean your room. And she's like, knocks one by one, goes down the line and just knocking them off the, uh, the dresser and they're just shattering. And I don't fucking have those directions anymore. So I'm like, ah, what are you doing? And she's like, fuck you. And stomps on them a couple times. And like, it was very traumatic for me. And to this day, and, and you know, I say this, but my mom, like, immediately afterwards like felt like a complete prick and like to this day if i even bring it up to her jokingly she starts crying (laughs) (laughs) i think that was my least proud moment yeah i still have a big tub of i still have all those legos like in a giant tub where it's just all of them just broken are they at your mom's house yeah they're at my mom's house you should sneak in and put duct tape on it and label it shards of my childhood. <laughs> that you broke. <laughs> Parentheses mom. Uh, what were we talking? Oh, so yeah, I just got a weird, like, where the fuck are the parents? Like, what's going on? Billy seems to be real free about leaving the blood everywhere. 
this is going to, you know, we're not blowing this wide open. This is going to be discovered by just about anybody who takes a shit in this bathroom a little bit later. What is the, what was the deal with the ice? I can't, I don't know yet. Yeah. Okay. Actually I, though. No ooh, is that like a, hmm, 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 hmm. writing down an ego. <laughs> I was going to be like, you want to talk out your feelings? You, for, <laughs> you guys forgot what a huge Jean-Claude Van Damme fan I am. So we'll talk about it. We'll you, you were famously a JCVD fan. Plant a flag there. Uh, so he, uh, Eleven finds the, the bloody whistle of Heather, which sounds like a weird item from Skyrim or something. Uh, <laughs> ah, the bloody whistle. <laughs> Plus three charisma. <laughs> Nancy proceeds. Point one weight. <laughs> Nancy proceeds with her rat story uh, and the whole office of newspaper chauvinists laugh her out of the room. Sam... They're landing on thick with the uh, 80s office sexism, aren't they? Yeah, I was going to see how Sam felt about that, though, because I don't want to be a dick and say, you know, hey, they're landing on thick and at the same time have not experienced what it's like to be a woman in the workplace. And, you know, hey, Sam, what was it like It's pretty thick, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, they're really leaning into that. Like, they're just cartoonishly like, you got titties. Get your little titties out of here. It's like, I don't feel like that's how it was. But uh. (laughs) No, I I think it also is is laying it on really thick. Okay. Uh, No, I get the same feeling. So I'm just like, okay, why don't you even try, Nancy? Because I feel like they just wouldn't even work there if it was like that, you know? Hey, well, that's what I'm saying. Everybody who doesn't have a dick can just fuck right off. You know, like, <laughs> High five. <laughs> Nancy, I'm not going in there you anymore. have more self-respect than that. Right. Like, just GTFO. Like, at this Go point. Go get a typewriter. At this point, I'm Spread wondering, like, are they doing a journalism there? Like, what are they doing <laughs> at this point? All they do is just sit around. Like, literally, like, Busey's kid is just sitting with jokes. his legs hiked up on the desk, and his fat little mustache friend is, like, sitting on the cabinet across from him at all times. <laughs> he's, he's like the dude with Jabba. Just, <laughs> 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 just a salacious crumb. <laughs> Ew, and when he was, like, laughing, he was doing a full body jiggle. It made me really creep out. <laughs> the old full body jiggle. The jiggle like, giggle. The full like, I can't imagine. <laughs> I can't imagine somebody, and I'm sure, like I know sexism existed, but like the way they're portraying these guys to me is very not realistic. Just because, like, I don't understand how anyone could like be a journalist and be like, "What's the story, <laughs> loser, dirt dweeb?" Like, I don't. It's too jock bro for me for yeah. a journalist. I mean, I mean, I'm excited for the payoff. Uh, I'm sure that they will get their comeuppance and that Nancy will reign supreme and that'll be satisfying, but it's just, it's a little too much, a little too obvious. Um, And then we cut back to the mall and Lucas's little sister is such a little ice cream hustler. She is a little hooker with her little hooker gang. Like just trying to get all the free ice cream, like bitch, get the fuck out. And they finally shut her down. Like, I think you're abusing our policy. (laughs) I used to work at a candy store in the mall. Hmm. And our policy was to give out free samples of chocolate to anybody who entered the store. And there were people that we knew by name who would tr- just come in and try to hustle more. Like they never fucking bought anything. Sam's one of them. They would never buy anything. <laughs> but we always knew like, oh my God, it's that one dude who lives in the mall. Uh, what do you want, dude? <laughs> Patrick was his name. <laughs> Shout out to Patrick. This 
45 year old dude who lived with his parents still and just lived in the mall for some reason i don't know, I don't know why <laughs> you always come in and be like oh is so-and-so in because if uh stacy my boss if she was working he wouldn't come in because stacy would like grab a broom and like chase, chase him out like get out of here patrick <laughs> but if it was anybody else he'd be like oh what's uh what's the sample today oh, can oh my I? god your life is a sitcom <laughs> <laughs> Get out. Oh, Stacy's back. <laughs> and yes, anyway, she's trying to get samples. Uh, Steve is practicing spycraft, and Robin seems like a little turned on and proud of that fact. That's what I saw. Because the, the camera zoomed in, the music changed, and she's like, practicing spycraft. Oh. <laughs> and then it cut to Steve. Oh, and uh, um, Lucas's sister asked where he's at. Where's the sailor yeah. boy? Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's busy, little bitch. <laughs> doing real shit <laughs> anyway so then uh, Dustin mentions the obvious that Robin is a good choice for him to date or at least attempt to mm-hmm. and Steve you know rebels against that fact and, says, and I, was true I teach you shit. old school Steve again mm-hmm. she's not my type got his old confidence back what do you mean your type not awesome <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, and then, but we did find out that Robin is still in high school. So that kind of because we were talking about like, well, why isn't Robin in college? And yeah. it's she's still in high school. She's a future genius to travel. Yep, travel away from Hawkins. Steve, you better lock it down now. Um, then we cut back to the <laughs> Put boys. Put a ring on it. <laughs> <laughs> Just as Beyonce said, uh, they play D and D, but they're not engaged in it. Only Will is right. They've grown past being into it. It's very sad. So Will. Freaks the fuck out. Finally, you know, stands up for himself. He's like, this is bullshit. Uh, (laughs) This is such a bad note. So let's stop it there. This is a thread that I, this this is what hooked me into the show and like where I started to fully identify with it. Because Will's story now seems to be rebelling against the loss of innocence, right? So he's obviously emotionally stunted because of his whole experience of the past two seasons compared to the other boys. Uh, But it also made me think, especially when he's in Castle Byers a few scenes later and he eventually destroys it, he's looking at all the photos and we're all wrapped into his feelings because we're experiencing the nostalgia of the show as well as what he's experiencing as like... my life is changing irrevocably, right? Mm-hmm. And then I, I got sad, because like, it'll never be that, like I still do a lot of childish shit, right? So, you know, you, you don't stop playing because you grow old, you grow old because you stop playing kind of thing. So I'm really immature, but at the same time, like I'll never just sit in Andy's basement and play a video game for like 16 hours, you know what I mean? Like today, recording the show is the closest I've been to that in a while, just eating a bunch <laughs> of garbage and watching TV laying around with friends, right? So. And that is sad that that just like inevitable things get sex begins to complicate your life and right. it will never be the same. Like just transforms it completely. Did you catch a hint at maybe will being gay? That's what I put. That's why I started laughing and stopped because I put gay question mark. And it's not that that's funny. It's just as a note. No, it was funny. how betrayed he looked when Mike said yeah. it's not our fault that you don't like girls. Right. It, that was that the look that he gave was a oh, my God, you know, kind of look. Yeah. Uh, and so I thought that that was really interesting. And I think that would be neat and necessary for one of the four to have something that's not just like, you know, cis, straight, white, male, except for Lucas is black. I get it. But you know what I'm right. saying? Um, but yeah, I got that vibe, too. And then I kind of like thought about it. Like, am I looking too far into it just because right. he's not into girls yet is what he meant. I don't know. What, did you guys catch the gayness? Yeah, no, no. I thought it. And then I'm like, oh, no. Again, it's like maybe too on the nose. Yeah. It, it was very pointed the way they... 
the, the line was read because I actually felt the same way. I'm like, oh, are, that, is, are they saying that Will is gay? And then I would think, well, maybe. And then I kind of do the same. I did the whole rigmarole. Like, yeah. Is that what they're saying? Or are they just saying that like it's his loss of innocence and he's not there yet. So he's rebelling against them. Um, and are they kind of more leaning into the whole um, because then they, they go into Mike saying, um, what did you think? We're just going to stay in my basement forever. Right. And he was like, right. yeah, I did. Um, and so I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'd be very interested to see them take it into that direction. Mm-hmm. I would too. But I also think from a uh, historical standpoint, how interesting that would be. Because, you know, it's awkward enough to be yourself and be honest. Uh, but to, and to be different. But then, like, before it was really 80s, it wasn't very acceptable, right? So No, not at all. Not at all. AIDS amongst your was, friends. Uh, yeah. The yeah. AIDS scare thing, I mean, obviously, it's not going to be a part of the show, but that's happening right now right. In, in the time. Yeah. Our good friend Ronald Reagan that was featured in an ego last episode, not a big, uh, not a big uh, OGBT person. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> well, poor Will in more ways than one. You know, always left out there, Will. So... Uh, the death of pure childhood is what I uh, said there equals will in the rain. And there was this, this moment. And I thought that was, it was just a wonderful moment. It just will like, this is awful. And then the pouring down rain and you know what I mean? Like where will finally realizes this is fucking dead. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. whatever, not that it's necessarily bad, but whatever life was is over. And that in itself is sad. And I have experienced that and I just appreciated it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so then we cut to uh, douchebag lifeguard. Whoever manages the lifeguards there is, uh, he just was comically obtuse to the girls. That guy looks like a Scott. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> or like a Brent or a Brett. I was a lifeguard and I worked for Scott Chad. You know what I mean? Like that, that, that's Wait, a thing. you worked for someone named Scott Chad? Yeah, <laughs> that was exactly his name. I can just see the popped collar on that person. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he was just like willfully obtuse. I don't know. You mm-hmm. say so you thought that was realistic? Oh yeah, very much so. They don't give a shit. You know, like you look up to them because you think they're old, and the reality is they're like seventeen. Yeah, you know what I mean, or eighteen. Yeah. It's like they were a kid too. Isn't that funny to think about when you're young, looking at seventeen-year-olds? Like, wow, look how old they are. They have mm-hmm. facial hair. They know so much about life. They got like two little pubes yeah. coming out of their chin. But then when you look at seventeen-year-olds now, you're like, really? That was what I thought <laughs> adulthood looked like. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Or I can remember even worse being like 17 and like having house parties. And you guys know I'm alcoholic. So they were like pretty bad house parties. <laughs> but at the time is whatever. So everybody's like doing drugs and drinking. And then like the one like 28 year old that's buying everybody the booze. And you're like, dude, that dude's fucking badass. You know what I mean? And he's just like bald already. So balding. <laughs> so he's sh- he bicks it now. And he's just hanging out with all these like 16 year old girls passing the joint. And you're like, Dude, yeah. Dude, it's Ra- cool. That's, that's who shit, I'm going to be. Yeah. <laughs> and now when I'm 30, I'm like, wow, he's a real piece of creepy shit, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. What the fuck? Uh, anyway. So anyway, uh, Max and Eleven are hot on the trail of Heather. And uh, she takes the picture off the board and she was going to go use her psionic power. I keep calling it that because Murray or whatever from the mm-hmm. fucking. She uses the in-between. Yeah. Remember we used to call that the in-between? Oh, we're geniuses. Yeah. That's what it is. That is good. The space between the upside down and the right side up is the in-between, Sam. Catch up. The space between spaces. <laughs> With the inside out. Uh, uh, Joyce, so we have... <laughs> She's like, nerds. <laughs> Great input. <laughs> so we have dual uh, sequences of Joyce and Hopper searching the old Hawkins laboratory 
and uh, Max and Eleven searching for Heather, which I thought was neat. And then we match cut uh, from the Joyce and Hop search to the binoculars of Steve and Dustin mm-hmm. and Robin, which I thought was a good little match cut. Yeah, match um, cut from the, the lens and the security camera yeah, in Hawkins' lab the to the binoculars. That was very good. I put note of that. So we got so, three little search parties going on. Back to Hawking Labs for a second. Did that Russian dude just show up to beat up Hopper and leave? <laughs> like, I don't know. I couldn't see. So Hopper definitely was not on, like, draped over the back of that motorcycle, right? No. Right. No. He was on the ground. Yeah. So he's just, yeah, he just, and that is weird. I think. <laughs> Unless he was there to, like, dispense of evidence or. That room they were in was, like, an office room, and it looked like there was some cabinets or something where some you could be stuff. Dr. Brenner sent him there to get stuff. Uh, excuse me, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Can you. <laughs> Be a real peach and go beat up Hopper. He's a he's a real fucking the pants. He's a real piece of shit. <laughs> I, I'll be honest with you, I don't like him. <laughs> uh, Robin cracks the code of the mall, which I picked up on what the phrases meant because they were very overt about it. Yeah. But it's like, wait, what? So at trip to China would be nice. Should get some food. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean, like at the three o'clock, three o'clock at the Chinese between the Chinese restaurant and the bookstore or the shoe store. I still don't know how the code what? was cracked. Why are you now on the roof outside looking in on the, like? Yeah, I don't get because, it. Because no, that's when the packages were going to be delivered. Because it was when the hands came together. Mm-hmm. Right, right. At, at a West. certain time. At a certain time. Sure. And but what does that have to do with the shoe store and the Chinese store? Like she, outback. She, that's that's she, the clock. That's where the clock is. If you're standing, if you're standing in the space where you can see all those things, you can see the blue and the yellow in the West. Together. Okay, so then that was how did she know the location drew. of the delivery? Because the delivery truck's in the back of the mall, and they show that in the very first episode. Mm, I guess. Sam's on it. She, call, she calls. I know. Every time I look over, she's just staring at her phone, and I'm like, she's not even watching. And then she comes up with shit like this every time. <laughs> <laughs> I have to like play on my phone she's while I watch wizard. things. You're a wizard. It was, it was a big stretch. It was one of those things where, like, you know the... Um, it's always sunny in Philadelphia meme when Charlie Day has like all the yeah. strings yeah. of like clues. He's like, I, I, I know this is the conspiracy room. Like, yeah. He's in the mail room. And Some of the things episode. she put together was such a leap, like especially the one like tread softly in this area. It's like tread softly. Kaufman shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. There are tread on shoes. <laughs> yeah. And it's like foot lockers right over there. Do you not know code words <laughs> and code sentences? Like you the, have to read in between the lines. Like the, what was the... The Chinese food one. That one was pretty good. That one, a I trip felt, to China or something. Yeah. A trip to China would work because that is like I the was one. immediately like, there's definitely a Chinese food store right. in that mall. Like, yeah, hundred percent. But Panda tread softly. Kaufman shoes. Like I would not like. Well, there's shoes there, <laughs> but that's not close funny. enough. <laughs> there's a fucking Footlocker too. Which one? <laughs> yeah. Um, so then they're fucking douchebags to Nancy again, just to rub that home at the at the uh, newspaper. Uh, she doubles down and decides to go get proof. They're going to go back to, uh, what's her name? The old lady. Driscoll. Oh, Driscoll. 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 One of them goddamn old Driscolls. And then uh, <laughs> Joyce and Hop visit the hole, is my note. I don't like that at all. Uh, but the old, we're the, the, we're the old gaping. Hole? <laughs> gate to the un- upside down used to be in the lab. Uh, and then Hop has that speech with Joyce where, he, you know, as much of a heart to heart as Hop can muster. And we find out that Joyce is trying to move. So that's that's cool. She's got her house up for sale and Hop's trying to stop her, right? Hop or the stopper. 
and uh, cut back to the boys who can't find Will, and I have PTSD from this, and I can't stand it. Yeah. Will! Where's Will? <laughs> I just started weeping. I wanted to ask Steve for a Will call for this episode. <laughs> I should bring Will Cole back. Yes. That was so an Sam. old episode where we counted how many times someone right. would yell Will. Oh, okay. So listeners, if you haven't noticed, uh, Steve's wife, Sam, has never listened to our show. Nope. <laughs> she said that she so proudly. Never will. <laughs> never will. <laughs> yeah, so they can't find Will, and I have PTSD. Will destroys Castle Byers. Um, and then we cut back to where they were, the, the place that Sam was alluding to earlier, the, the back of the shipment receiving center mm-hmm. at the mall. They're spying on the Russians. Uh, Dustin and Steve have found them. What bothered me was when they get discovered, you know, it's childish the way that they get discovered, and that's fine. That's how Steve and Dustin are. But the way the camera pans out instantly to dude looking at him, it looked way too fucking close to be needing the hands binoculars. Yeah, dude. I'm like, what the face? Like, literally right there. Like, huh? <laughs> I'm like, why the fuck were they trading binoculars? But the guards are like, are these kids still staring at us? <laughs> yeah. How do you? How can you not see what's in the room? I don't know. Your eyes need to be checked. I see you up there, children. <laughs> Hello, what are you doing up there? We are not set of binoculars. But also, they, you know, did they not worry about anybody else walking by and thinking it's weird that these guys are holding like AK 47s right. guarding a mall shipping? It's a little, a little Dog. unbelievable for sure. New Jordans. <laughs> <laughs> New Jordans. <laughs> Midnight, they're very nice. They're nice. <laughs> what dog uh, is this? <laughs> <laughs> so, Hop gets his ass whooped, is my next note, which oh, was I sad. That already happened, my bad. He got like 18 kidney punches. His back is totally. I broken. think that guy broke his kneecap. There's that one shot where he like kicked him in the knees, his knee went sideways. Yeah. <laughs> that was a subversion of expectations. He's usually the one punch knockout guy in the right. show. I and kept he, waiting for he's, him he's to turn around and punch him. Up, you know what I mean? He and swung he just, one time and he missed. He missed, yeah. He yeah if he had connected. Handed. It was brutal to watch because it was like it's like Derek Lewis. If you ever watch UFC, the, the dude like if he can hit you, he'll win. But usually he can't. <laughs> right. He got punched in the back six times. Then like they he fought back, thrown on the table, eight or nine punches to the kidney. You know what I mean? Tries a to lot swing. Of shots. Yeah, I was like, "Ow, that's my dude, man." You know, his, I hope that's not his liver because that's already shot. Yeah. Right. First Why off. are you hitting me in the kidney only? <laughs> I see how many pills you take. <laughs> I'll punch you on liver. <laughs> Hop, what happened? <laughs> I got my ass kicked by John Claude Van Damme. He <laughs> <laughs> even rode a motorcycle away. Like that dude was a badass. He's my new favorite character. Where was she at? Stay right here. I was playing with the magnets and I heard a commotion. <laughs> they still won't stick. They still won't stay on the wall. <laughs> We should call Scott. <laughs> it's Mr. Clark. I lost all my coupons. Because the magnets hold them up back Let in the Let me call 80s. Donald for an advance. <laughs> Season one callback. Uh, I like what I did like about Will's arc, not just the nostalgia, you know, death of childhood thing that I really identify with, but finally... When his willies, his willies, what? sense, what's his willie doing? His willie sense begins tingling, and he senses the vessel hydra again. It like zooms in on him, superhero style, and he like looks resolved. Yeah, like, he like we're gonna do something like, oh, about badass. it. Yeah, like he's, he's back. back. He wasn't like cowering or whatever, some bullshit will shit. You know, he's like, let's, we got shit to do, boys. And this is where we're comfortable. 
Uh, and I really like that. I hope that Will can, you know, sustain that throughout the rest mm-hmm. of the season and like have some character arc shit, some some action to do, not just be a victim. That's what I hope for Will. Sam, you mm-hmm. look doubtful about that. Oh, I just yeah, no, I I agree. No, no victimville. <laughs> <laughs> he still Words. he still needs a partner in crime. I, I, I'm just saying. He's done with his kid shit. Yeah. He tore down Fort Byers. He's time to go wreck yeah. some Thessal Hydra. He just ass. needs to get new friends. He and Billy are going to become bros. He's going to show up with a tattoo next season. <laughs> Shit, you know what I mean? A weird soul patch. <laughs> uh, drawn on. Oh, there was that one flashback when he's um, right before Will tears down the fort where they do a flashback to the opening scene with the boys in season one. And it was startling how little they look. Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't, you never notice watching them grow that, you know, even though I've rewatched the seasons, it just, it was much more stark. Yeah. As a flashback like that, like, holy shit, they're just little fetuses. Especially between, um, Noah Schnapp and, um, Dustin. I can't remember the real actor's name. Gan Matarazzo. Yeah. For like, they look like the, the way Dustin and Noah look in, um, season one, it looks like their first evolution form. If they were Pokemon, they yeah. have like big eyes, chubby cheeks, adorable. <laughs> and then now they look like the weird Charmeleons. And <laughs> I feel like yeah, Mike's War the turtles. most awkward. Yeah, teenager because he's to me. like super gangly yeah. and he has terrible hair and he's just a cunt. <laughs> Damn, yeah. so that's how you really feel. Yeah, <laughs> I that. did. Uh, Mayor Klein's a fucking douchebag. We go to his house. Apparently, Heather's dad is the mayor, right? Trump's no, America. That was a different guy. I, that, I think that guy was one of the people that worked in the n- newspaper. <gasps> oh, was that oh, the was newspaper that? owner? I think so. That oh, definitely I, wasn't the mayor because that I was that, not the Princess Bride guy that was sitting in there. I thought okay. that was Mayor Trump. Oh, mm-hmm. damn. So, Heather's dad is the newspaper owner head of potentially the newspaper. he yes. kind of looks like him. no he is you're okay. right it he's is. definitely somebody that we're no, no, supposed no. to know right he is the it's the head of the newspaper is that okay. the guy that was like that kind of gave nancy false hope like yeah. this should yeah. be a nancy a book. Mm-hmm. Or a book or whatever. Oh, oh, oh. high five me boos get out dickless <laughs> <laughs> you have a daughter oh but you talked to your wife she's like shit too. oh okay, yeah, this, did. This, yeah carries he definitely did. this carries on this carries on wife why are you being such a dumbass with that that wine Fuck out. What are you doing, Janet, on the floor? <laughs> and then Damn Billy. it, Janet. <laughs> That's not where the sink is. <laughs> oh, the kitchen's the other way. Right. Sorry. Now I'm trying to think of another sexism joke. You're, you don't have one? <laughs> no. I'm surprised. What you doing down there, menstruation Andy. cycle? <laughs> <laughs> that was a stretch. <laughs> Let's sync up. So what happened to the wife? Did she get drugged? Yeah, they yeah, had chloroform. The I saw that. They poured that in her wine and then chloroformed so. him manually. Yeah. Can you drink chloroform? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, apparently you probably you shouldn't. Eat <laughs> that might happen. It don't matter. I assume I assumed it was the cookies because the daughter made this. Eat my cookies. Yeah. Pretty uh, much. Uh, I'm, and then Philly chloroforms uh, the dad. No, the daughter did. No, Philly did, didn't he? The no. da- the, oh, yeah, the daughter does. The daughter took out oh, douche dad. Which Billy just watches. What? Didn't she, like, stab Probably him did. with her heel at one point? She did, she when did. she stepped on him. That's she was like, hardcore. spine stab. Well, she, well, wine it, bottle whack. Yeah, that wine bottle was like, fuck, that guy should be dead. Chloroform <laughs> choke. I, I really appreciated that, because most of the time in movies, they use that candy glass, and it, like, really... It doesn't bother. look it's real. Like, you know, and you just pass out. But like I've looks seen, exploding, I used to but... run a bar and I watched the most horrifying thing I've ever seen it was a drunk guy who had seen too many movies beating another guy with a beer bottle and it never once broke. 
Yeah. Like he got extremely injured trying Fuck. to break that beer bottle over the other guy's head. It were was there just like, like buddies trying to do it? No, they were fighting, but oh, he yeah, thought yeah. it was going to break probably like a Western and he was just going to be knocked out. But instead it was like, think clunk, think, think. And he was like, ah, stop it. I hope that guy's that in jail. Nice. I mean, he's just some drunk frat idiot. You know what I mean? Like yeah. severely bro, injuring bro, somebody. Bro, get That's your like, beer bottle. Hit it over my head. Let's break it. <laughs> that shit's like Fuel. attempted murder. That, no, that, for sure. Yeah. But that's what I appreciated about that hit in the movie. It was like, it's like that. Because I remember Steve was like, fuck. But that's how it is. I've seen it. That's what yeah, happens. that looks painful. And then he just kind of like looks up like, I got to get out of my house. Like, no, you should be dead. <laughs> he's definitely feeling the pain from old Billy. Um, yeah, and that's the end of the episode. It wasn't Billy. Billy it uh, was his Billy daughter. Billy and the daughter, but Billy turned the daughter, so ultimately it's Billy. No, it was the daughter. <laughs> and they're she all, pulled her own weight. They're all a hive mind. <laughs> she got the cookies. She did the stab heel, the chloroform <laughs> choke, the wine whack. Billy was just supervising. He was watching her do all the work. Yeah, she was Sam's, like the typical Sam's male. Right. Women, women <laughs> are the true evil. It can't, it can't be a man in the position of power the entire time. Because, you know what I mean? They did. We. Oh no, he was just the supervisor. <laughs> <laughs> you alluded to this Dictating. to this earlier, but when uh, Eleven and Max leave after they confront them, um, Villy. Is that what we're calling it? Billy, Billy. Billy. It's Billy. Billy, Billy has a, a, a recognition of finally figuring out who Eleven is and like flashes back to her closing the gate. Yeah, so he sees her spying on him in the in-between and like you can see like the little um, silhouette of Eleven there just to denote that he can actually physically see her. And then later you see him like realizing after she leaves the house that that was the girl that closed the gate. And so that's where I got the idea that are we supposed to understand that Billy, you know, a.k.a. Billy, is the incarnation of the ancient monster itself who was shut down back then. Ancient? Right? You don't know its age. Well, they said it's been here since... It's, uh, uh, it's, I, I just watched season two, you remember? I gotcha. Where oh. they were like comparing it to the Mind Flayer in the book of Dungeons & Dragons shit. Oh, yeah, and they get everybody like, in. It's the best metaphor we have. And then they're like, it's an analogy. He's like, analogy, whatever. But it's a <laughs> being so ancient, it doesn't even know what it is. And, like, you know, we're supposed to understand that that's the best thing we have to call it, right? So it's old, Steve, and it's been proven in the we show. We assume that No, it's, it's proven in the show. It's just a game. <laughs> and then later he's like how do you okay, Hop finally gets on yeah. board Hop gets into it he's like alright so how do we kill it and he's like we use zombies because zombies don't have brains he's like it's just a game Hop it's just a game I don't know I'm a kid I love that scene that was a great scene awesome uh, so that ends the recap okay let's go to uh, I, I have I have a general oh. thought I have a general thought this this kind of preludes what we talked I think last episode where I was like I'm not feeling this uh-huh I'm still not feeling this yet. Something about, and I believe it's the way that a lot of our favorite characters are portrayed so far this season. Um, I'm so used to enjoying, part of the point, part of joining the show is like seeing the kids together, solving mysteries and, you know, doing the thing. But this season, all the kids are, you know, kind of assholes and I don't really like spending time with them that much. I think it's because teenagers suck, right? Yeah. Well, like, I, I enjoy all the scenes with Dustin, Steve, and Robin. If this like show was that, accurate, it would just... <laughs> they'd just be jerking off the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> not helping anything. And the adults would be, like, screwed, getting killed. But it's weird that, like, Steve, this brand new character, Robin, and Dustin are facilitating the role that the the main group would right. do for, right. for the previous seasons. And so less screen time is given to them. Right. And I'm just not feeling the whole 
you know, angsty, like, oh, we gotta... Because uh, it's all gonna come together yeah, next they're episode. Gonna it's gonna gonna I hope it will. I hope it will, because, like, this is the first time in Stranger Things where, like, I remember last season. A last lot of, season had a bunch of this shit, too. Well, last season it was, like, slow to, to get the story kind of rolling, but I was still into it because I enjoyed the scenes with the kids. I was like, okay, this is fun. I, I mean, yeah, the story's kind of slow build, but, like, I'm enjoying the, the interactions, but I'm not enjoying the interactions that much this season so far. Mm-hmm. And I really hope it turned around. Because even the scene with Hopper and Joyce when they're in Hawkins' lab and Hopper starts sitting down and giving her the heart-to-heart, I was kind of like... This kind of feels weird where it's at. It doesn't. Fe- it feels kind of forced at this moment. And then Joyce tries to say that Scott joke, and I'm like, that didn't really land. It's just I know it, the the relationship. Scott joke off. definitely didn't. That sounds like some shit I would say in a, at the wrong moment. Yeah, it just another. Like I was a Chris thing. Yeah, I sure. was say I would be the exact. <laughs> I'd still do it. I'm tentatively hesitant. So like sometimes far. when my girlfriend's like, "What are you thinking about?" I'll be like, "I don't know, other girls and shit," and like. <laughs> Never once has it been funny, but I'll try it. You know what I mean? Like, that's the kind of shit I do. Maybe so I, today's the day. <laughs> Dude, I, feel, I feel the complete opposite. I've been loving it so far. That's good. I'm happy. Yeah. I've been enjoying it, too. I think it's interesting that um, Jonathan and Nancy's story has not intersected with anybody yet. Yeah. I think that's different. He and Will haven't... They shared the screen for about a half a second when he walked by him with a lipstick mark yeah. on his cheek. post when, when they're... Mm-hmm. <laughs> bro ship was a huge arc before now it's just nothing um, which yeah. I think is interesting but I don't know I, I've still been loving it I mean you would be forgiven if you like for whatever reason just jumped into Stranger Things now you'd be forgiven to not realize that Will and Jonathan are related right <laughs> yeah for sure I, I think there's a huge payoff coming and I, I feel the way that Steve feels actually you know I was a little disappointed and like you know because you build this up in your mind I'm not like Game of Thrones season 8 disappointed but like <sighs> I was, I could see it in the distance, but this episode, it's, it's the balls rolling. And I really feel like four five and six are going to fucking ramp up and crazy. And then we're going to be very satisfied. Um, and the reviews have been very positive on this whole season as far as I could tell. So anyway, that brings us to our Easter ego section where we try to find as many cultural waypoints or, you know, other intellectual properties from the eighties as we can possibly identify, um, or just make some up whenever we can't find them. I literally have two. What are they? Not a good one. Uh, Karate Kid was a pretty obvious one. Ralph Ralph Macchio. Macchio. Okay. Um, And is he or is he not a good kisser? That's an interesting one. I didn't realize he was such a heartthrob in the 80s. He was like, I don't know. The Karate Kid actor? Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't either. Yeah. Pony Boy. Isn't it Pony Boy? Or Gold Boy? Danielson. Who? Stay Gold Pony Boy. That's the same character. Ralph Macchio played in that uh, movie, right? Oh, Pony Boy from The Outsiders. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that was a good movie. Yeah, good, good right? pull. Essie Hinton. And then uh, <laughs> I saw an Up magazine, which was a teen magazine. I think there's still some of those around our house. Up? Okay. I'm, I've got one I'm really proud of. I'm just going to shout it before anyone steals it. Uh, the allusion to Stephen King property, Christine. Yep. Oh, was that the car? The car yeah, yeah, with the lights to... on. I was like, Steve, you think what I'm thinking? He's like, I think so. I thought it, I thought my head went to Cujo. I was like, no, that was a dog. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it's called. That classic tale, Cujo, the car. Right. Steve, <laughs> do you have a, an ego? Um, yes. I mean, I, I think this ego kind of got uh, desaturated as the episode went on. But in the very beginning of the episode, when it cuts to Ted mowing the lawn in his uh, in the rain like it. an idiot, I immediately thought of it because he's wearing the yellow, yellow raincoat and but it's raining. Eleven killed it with the super the, yellow. Well, then there was, was like Max? four or five people who are wearing yellow raincoats throughout the 
throughout the whole episode. But that, for whatever reason, that imagery of Ted in the yard with the yellow raincoat and it raining really was like, oh, that's, that's like it. Yeah. yeah. But like with a grown ass man instead of a little kid. <laughs> Ted is Georgie. <laughs> He's just You'll George float now. too. <laughs> uh, Cosmopolitan magazine was yeah. mentioned by Max. Sam, do you got an ego? It might be a stretch. But isn't Red Dawn like an 80s movie? It is. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I, Red Dawn oh, vibes fuck. from the... It's Russia the Russian Russians. Yeah, yeah that's, pretty, that's a huge one. Right? That, is, that is a good... That is apt. Because the Russians are invading the mall, I'm the really, most American thing. Yeah, I'm really proud of myself for thinking That's that. a damn good one, goddammit. Jitterbug. What did anyone know what the gun shadow cock was from? And it's Shadow cock? I didn't see what? a shadow. Andy just said shadow. Where, when Hop is walking through the lab, and, oh, he, and the they, there's a big old shadow of his revolver and him cocking it. Uh, I put, oh, I, I stretched it. I put Freddy Krueger. I thought like that. maybe it was like Maltese Falcon or something. Like maybe, but that wouldn't be. be 80s. I just right, loved no, the Jazzercise. I put Jazzercise <laughs> down. I thought that was a Freddy Krueger reference because he does like the claws shadow wall thing a shitload in Freddy Krueger. He does, but the but. There is like I mean the gun being cocked with a shadow wall is also a that has to be a that thing. is a thing, but hmm. I can't I don't know exactly what that's from. I keep wanting it to be Fletch and it never is. <laughs> Fletch lives or what is it? Fletch returns. I don't remember. What's the sequel to Fletch called? Fletch again. Fletch, again. <laughs> Fletch harder. <laughs> Chevy chases a dick. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, I've got two song egos. Can I drop one? Yes. Wham. Yeah. <laughs> Make nice. me up before, before you, you go, go. Ladies, I'll be honest with like you. Wham. And I'm not going to lie to you, Steve. In true Chris fashion, I wrote down. What I fucking wrote down was Jackson 5. <laughs> Did you really? Did you really? That's what the fuck I wrote down. And I just now Googled Jitterbug. And didn't want to embarrass myself. But I'm going to be honest. Doesn't that sound like Little Black Michael Jackson to you? This song isn't even called Jitterbug. <laughs> it's not. But if you Google Jitterbug, Jitterbug. song, yeah. it's there because it's the first word. Wake me up before you go, go. The name of the song by Wham. Not Black Michael Jackson, as I thought. Singing Jitterbug. Anyway, uh, what's the other song? Ladies... The ladies love us. We're like wham. Sorry. <laughs> Any Fight of the Concords fans? I love no. Bye bye, Miss America. That was the other one by uh, Don McLean. Don McLean. Is mm-hmm. Don McLean. I yeah. actually knew that one. Uh, Dustin was wearing a Weird Al shirt. Was he really? He was. Is that what that shirt was? I spent Weird the entire Al episode trying to figure out yeah, what that dude. shirt was, but I couldn't, I couldn't make it out. Weird Al Yank. I didn't know he was that big in the 80s. I thought he was like our childhood, which I guess mm. was pretty close to the 80s. <laughs> Actually was the 80s. No, Shit. I think about it. <laughs> um, so I have a, a really huge stretch, because I mentioned Drop Dead Fred last time. Um, when she's in the in-between and gets to that red door, and then there's the bathtub inside. Mm. But the red door just seemed like really reminiscent of something... I think they do Red Door and Nightmare on Elm Street. Is it Nightmare? Because Drop Dead Fred, the very end of the movie, gets really psychedelic. The Red Room. The evil mom and stuff. And you know what I'm talking about? It becomes like the monster and there's the staircase. And I really feel like there was like just a door at one point. Hmm. 
And I know that there's like the house isolated on an island floating, but I think it might have been a door. Anyway, mm-hmm. it's something. It's fucking something. I'm calling it. <laughs> it's something. Uh, and then the ice where I shit uh, my pants earlier. Um, I don't know. I think it's a 90s film. I don't know. Universal Soldier. Do you guys ever see those action movies? Uh, I did, yeah. Don't, the soldiers have to stay cold to heal or some shit. And at yeah. one point he used to always get naked and lay in the bathtub with ice mm-hmm. to like rejuvenate himself. That was John Claude Van Damme, right? Yeah. yeah. Him and Dolph Lundgren and shit. Yeah. Um, so I think the ice might be a universal soldier reference. Wasn't there a terrible sequel with uh, Tom Berenger? Yes. <laughs> there's actually like a fourth universal soldier. No shit. There's a bunch of them. Wow. It's I don't know. Of, there was two of them. The straight to video releases were paying them pretty well on universal soldier. <laughs> and I watched all of them. I remember watching them when I was probably way too young to watch them. And they there like, are, this is really violent. There are Bloodsport sequels that are trash that I've seen a bunch of times. Are you fucking kidding me? Oh, yeah. People in the know called <laughs> Blur. One, one of my favorite awful, <laughs> awful accents in movies was is from Bloodsport. I think it's Bloodsport, but it's like a, it's like a flashback from Jean-Claude Van Damme's character, and it's like his kid is like breaking into someone's house and they're like, let's make a deal. And the, and the kid's like, what kind of a deal? (laughs) (laughs) This awful, really bad lip reading. What kind of a deal? (laughs) The best kind. (laughs) Now is our favorite segment, the chocolate pudding, where we enumerate our very favorite scenes, moments from the show, the episode. God damn it. I fucked that up. Anyway, our (laughs) top three favorite moments. Andy, number three. Let's see. Number three would be the destroying of Castle Byers. Okay. I thought it was just really effective. And the flashbacks were, uh, you know, touching and also, you know, kind of sad. And you feel for Will. And, you know, he stand, He has his moment of resolve at the end. And I, don't know, I just thought it was really powerful. Sam, you're number three. Change it up. Um, that's going to be hard because I'm not sure. I, I still enjoy all the mall scenes. So I think that the the mall scenes with Dustin and, and mm-hmm. uh, Steve and, and Robin. Okay. If you had like an anti-ego list, would it be seeing uh, Miss O'Driscoll eating fertilizer? Uh, why'd you have to bring that along? Yeah. <laughs> she no. was going to town on that shit. Yeah, she yeah, was. Literally. She looked like she was at a Ponderosa buffet. Honestly, <laughs> the, 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 <laughs> the scenes with Will and the newsroom scenes are like my least liked scenes. With Will, Will the in the scenes with oh, not Will. I'm Jay sorry, Bird? cunt Mike, um, <laughs> Mike in the newsroom. Mike cunt. Yeah. So any scene with Mike and any scene with the newsroom. I'm just kind of like checked out. Yeah, mm-hmm. I get that. Steve, what's your number three? Uh, I so this was really hard. This episode finding three moments that I really really liked because nothing super stood out to me. Um, I wrote down the O'Driscoll lady, crossed it out. <laughs> um, but I, I, I settled on Will fighting with Mike, um, specifically that scene. Shortly after they like they leave the basement and they go into the garage, and there's that really cool scene where they're fighting in the garage. You see the rain outside. I really liked that shot. I thought it looked pretty. And just that was where the just because you don't like boys line comes out. That was a very like whoa, that's a strong line from Stranger Things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, I just liked the emotion in that one. Uh, My number three is uh, Lucas farting. Um, (laughs) I like how we go from, you don't like boys, so Lucas farting. (laughs) I just thought that all, not just his fart, which was epic, but the whole idea of Eleven having those powers while going through puberty and adolescence. I mean, 
it's a psychotic time in a young person's life. And like her using that to spy on her, you know, her boyfriend or whatever. I I could see that, you know, can you imagine her in high school or something like the things that she would do to uh, a girl who was mean to her or like she caught (laughs) making out with her boyfriend. You know what I mean? Just like force choking her through the stall at the, in the bathroom. Lots of, like, <laughs> lots of girls, orange fans are going to explode in their face. <laughs> Shit load. Uh, it's almost not safe. Anyway, yeah. Andy, you're number Eleven, two. Oh, she needs to die. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Uh, let's see. My number two is the uh, Body Snatchers ending um, with uh, Billy, Billy Manilli and uh, Heather um, taking over the, mm-hmm. the parents. That was uh, a cool about, little isolated horror film in itself. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, Sam, your number two. That was my number two as well. Mm. Also, Stick. my number two. Uh, for everything we said, it's I, it was it's unsettling actually to yeah. see Billy putting on the charm and like I'm just a good old American person. Mm. He's actually really good in this season. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's really he's good. Really good. Um, I, I'm really uh, liking that actor with what he's doing. And the girl that plays Heather is fucking killing it too. Yeah, that actually, so much you're right. better. Would you like a cookie? Yeah, it was like very uh, get out, mm-hmm. like, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, the yeah. Jordan Peele type shit. It mm-hmm. was good. It was fuck good. It's not on my list. It should have been. <laughs> uh, I, recommend, I, 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 I regret it, uh, putting the fart on there. But Mike's burp, number two. <laughs> <laughs> Solid. Uh, Castle Buyer's destruction is number two, but really the whole thread of mm-hmm. the, you know, the destruction of the innocence of childhood and all that shit I've talked about. Mm-hmm. Ad nauseum. Andy, you're number one. My number one is the uh, fake Russian jazzercise. Because <laughs> I let it go on for so long. He's like, I isolate it. He was ready to sweat, ladies. And they're just supposed to stand like, oh my God. Yeah. Like, I think they, Steve was liking some of what he was looking at. Right. I, Dustin was, was horrified. Like, yeah, right. Dustin was very much horrified. Because they followed him for so long and like ran into people and like, you know, like hid behind Hi. trees yes, and use the phone. I am fine. <laughs> I'm fine. How are you? <laughs> and he's a fucking jazzercise teacher. It was so good. That was just great build up and comedic relief, subversion of expectations. Good shit. I agree. Sam, your number one moment of this episode. My favorite moment has been with uh, Hopper and Joyce interacting, specifically the whole scene in the house and that whole dynamic. Um, but. I just really enjoyed their lines together mm. where he was like, Oh, you're scared Joyce. And he goes in the other room and yeah. isn't that right? Joyce. Yeah, she's not Joyce. Yeah, that's right. Joyce. <laughs> Where the fuck is she? Trying she, to get she, his little satisfying. Sharon. <laughs> Steve, what is your number one moment? Uh, my number one is just the, uh, the, the whole like sleepover with Max and, 11 the spin the bottle thing mm-hmm. I but even before they get to spin the bottle it was just nice again like I, I eat that shit up when 11 is being like a just a young person f- kind of fitting into the mold of like sleeping over and like having a girlfriend and yeah that was that was nice and cute does anyone else feel kind of bad like uh, some kind of sadistic voyeur like I almost equally would just want to watch an entire multi-camera sitcom of these people having normal lives now. And I feel terrible that there's more supernatural, awful shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I just want, like, she's having a sleepover. Just leave them alone. Leave them alone. <laughs> leave How many fucking people is going to die? <laughs> I want to know what a normal business day for Joyce is. Like, Why when she gets more than one customer. Why do these keep coming to fucking Indiana? Right. What's so special about Indiana? <laughs> well, it's where the gate opened. I get it. Russia Hoosiers underneath them all. Underneath yeah, actually, all. I'm curious to see what the end game for Russia is because they were Mall clearly Mall. trying to open up their own portal in Russia, 
But now they've got a mall in Hawkins. And I'm curious to see like what that whole thing is about. Maybe they're trying to create a gate from Russia to Hawkins. Mm Because remember, there's also all those underground tunnels from last season. Yeah, infiltrate. And that's how they're they're all connected. They're trying to create a gate from Russia to America, Steve. The portal. You think? They could travel and like spread communism through the the vagina of the upside down gate. (laughs) The goo gate. (laughs) To birth communism to America, if you will. Yeah. The goo gate. We just nearly need to birth communism into (laughs) American pigs. It looked like vagina. So uh, we get the birth analogy. Yes. Okay. It's like gapy and gooey, like my mother. Let's go bowling. Sorry, we, we keep doing this Let's accent. I'm thinking bowling. of Nico from uh, Grand Theft Auto Four, so, <laughs> or his cousin Roman. Sorry. Yeah. Hello, this is Roman. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go bowling. <laughs> Big American titties. That's the other line. I remember that guy always yelling. <laughs> my number one is seeing Billy uh, seeing Eleven. Um, not just specifically that, but mm, that's a good one. The whole upside down sequence of when she was spying on Billy, I just think it's so well done. I mean, they've always done well with um, what's that movie that they stole that from? Um, Under the skin. Under the skin. Under the skin. They've always done well with that the in between area, but they've upped it a notch, uh, and just the whole and Eleven wearing her like new garb that's all vibrant and colorful and like the colorless void, and then Billy just has this. Yeah, he's like it's weird. It's so super cool the way they shot that because Billy's lit because he's in a dark room, so yeah. he is like a lot of blue tones to mm-hmm. like the coloring yes. of him. But she's almost got like a spotlight on her, so she's shining with a lot of warm tones and, and saturated it's tones. off the water on the floor, which yeah. is rippling, and uh, and he's got this energy about him that he, and Millie Bobby Brown always fucking kills it. With it's just a look and you can see like just the dread as soon as she whenever she locates him because she can sense the monster inside him most likely is the cause of that and i don't know i just get a huge kick out of it and but when he just turns and looks at her and then the way that they did the almost like a um what's it called hologram almost like a fading hologram of 11 in his vision and, mm-hmm. and i just really enjoyed never saw that come in and it was really well represented so that was my favorite Anyway, that about wraps up chapter three. Look forward to chapter four very soon. Um, you can email us at streamingthingpod at gmail.com. And let us know how you think the season's going or if you've binged it, you know, what you thought of it. And, um, you know, again, what you think of our show and where you what might want us to go in the future. Uh, please leave us a review on iTunes. We got a lot of Stranger Things, uh, what are they called, podcasts to compete with. Uh, we were actually like 12 at one point. Hmm. Drop down quite a bit because those other fucking douchebags started dropping more episodes or something. Hacks. They're called <laughs> hacks. <laughs> We're just coming out with it. We're just coming straight out with it. And Sam, I'm not don't a you fan. dare listen to any of the other ones since Doc, you don't listen to ours. Dr. Brenner here. I'm, I'll say it. I'm not a fan of those other podcasts. <laughs> Pardon my language, but they're doo doo. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. As always, my name is Chris. I'm Andy. I'm Steve. And I'm Sam. This has been streaming there. Happy motherfucking Fourth of July. America. America. Fuck yeah. Eagles coming in. Coming to save your motherfucking day. So lick my butt and suck on my balls. <laughs> suck on my balls. <laughs> I love that song because it's like, guns, fuck yeah, Republicans, fuck yeah, books. <laughs> <laughs>
and there's this silence. No, there's like a fuck yeah. <laughs> What's the thing? Yeah, there's one where the guy's like, fuck, fuck yeah? <laughs> like, he's confused. Fuck yeah? Books. Books. <laughs>